This episode has been brought to you in part by the Toronto Heschel School. You are invited to attend their open house on November 10th to discover what makes Heschel special. Visit torontoheschel.org for more details. That's Toronto, H-E-S-C-H-E-L dot org. That's the sound of the famous nightmare scene from Fiddler on the Roof. In it, Tevye the Dairyman pretends to have a scary dream as a way to convince his superstitious wife Golda to let their daughter Tzeitl marry Model the Tailor, instead of the man she was promised to, the much older butcher Laser Wolf. In this pretend nightmare, a dead woman, Fruma Sarah, rises from her grave and warns against marrying the butcher, who was her first husband. It's such an iconic scene, and it's one of the best-known representations of Jewish horror in the film canon. But for the most part, the majority of horror films have been made using Christian themes of good and evil and devils and vampires and exorcists. Just ahead of Halloween, though, some experts are saying that maybe it's time for really scary Jewish stories to start being told by the film business. Canadian horror writer Ariel Fisher and her husband Jonathan Barkhan are making their careers in the North American horror industry. For too long, they say, Jewish people have been reluctant to mine their real-life experiences of the horrors of being Jewish. I think there is a lot of beautiful subject matter to mine there that, you know, that, that the rest of the world has had the opportunity to mine from horror. And I think we have an opportunity on our hands now, especially more than ever, to make use of that and to tell our stories in unique and different ways that maybe we never felt we had the right to. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Thursday, October 28th, 2021. Welcome to the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. For Ariel Fisher and Jonathan Barkhan, Halloween is 24-7, 365 days a year, and they say it actually starts in August because she's the editor of a U.S.-based horror magazine called Fangoria, and it comes out this month with a special issue for Halloween. And he's a producer and head of acquisitions at Mutiny Pictures, and he's also making a documentary about mental health and horror. And as you might expect, they watch horror movies and TV shows every day for work. But in October, they also watch their favorites, too, just for fun. The couple lives in Ann Arbor, Michigan now, but she's originally from Thornhill, and he's American of Russian-Israeli descent. They met a few years ago when they both attended a film shoot for, what else, a Canadian horror movie called Rabid. The film is a tribute to the legendary Canadian Jewish horror director David Cronenberg and his original 1977 movie. They know the issue of Halloween is a fraught one for some sectors of the Jewish community because of the Christian religion origins of honoring dead saints and All Hallows' Eve. But coming up, we'll explore why they think Jewish stories in horror have been rare and why they hope that will change. But first, here's what's making news elsewhere in Canada right now. I'm Ralph ben Murgi in Hamilton, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like. Have you been following the very public and nasty dispute going on with Rogers Communications over who controls Canada's biggest cable and wireless company? There have been pocket calls leaking plans to fire the CEO and the fight pitting the widow of the founder and two daughters against the only son. So what's the Jewish angle in it? Well, aside from the fact that so many people have Rogers phones and Rogers internet, a Jewish Canadian lawyer who's an expert in mediation of family feuds 
and Estates has weighed in. Charles Ticker of Markham, Ontario, was interviewed this week on CBC Radio about it. He says he would love to help the Rogers family stop bickering over control. Well, he says many families fight once the founder of the company dies. What's going on at Rogers is unprecedented because it's been done so publicly on Twitter and in the courts and in the news. Ticker suggests the kids and their mother remember that Rogers is a big public company that's responsible to its shareholders. And this dispute is hurting the stock price and possibly threatening Rogers' takeover of Shaw. Ticker isn't optimistic. The family can actually cool down enough to see reason and compromise. All right, before we get into the interview, you should just know I hate horror movies. They stay with me forever, and even Jaws still makes me afraid to swim in oceans and lakes. And I know how dumb that sounds, but I just wish I hadn't watched some of them. Now, for Jewish people, witchcraft is forbidden by the Torah, and yet Jewish culture does have its mysteries, like the evil eye and miracles. And then there's the Kabbalah, of course, which has the power of chanting and numbers, and then the wearing of the red string and the chamsa. And then you talk about the Holocaust and blood libels and so many more actual, real, terrifying historical episodes in our history. All this to introduce our guests, Ariel Fisher and Jonathan Barkan, who join me now from their office in Ann Arbor, Michigan. How do you guys feel about this, uh, the Jewish participation in Halloween, if at all? I, I mean, I grew up in the in what I growing up, we called it the Juberhood. I grew up in parts of Thornhill where it is heavily, heavily Jewish. We lived in a very Orthodox neighborhood. Um, we went trick or treating from the time I could walk and carry my own bag. It was always, my parents have, my, you know, my parents have always been very agnostic, if not atheistic, uh, but proudly Jewish. And we, it was never, it was never a question because it was fun. And it was it was entertaining and my parents always loved horror movies so I would watch whatever I was allowed to because I was the younger of the two siblings right but we would always yeah I, I actually recently wrote about how my mom would help me make all of my Halloween costumes when I was a little kid, but no I, Halloween's always been there, and it was never a question ever. And for me, uh, my family emigrated to the uh, United States. They were originally from the Soviet. Uh, my parents met and married in Israel. They emigrated in, in 1980 and I was born in 84. And I think for them, they were always trying to find how to be a little more American, how to embrace uh, the American ways, how to essentially how to fit in so that, you know, now that I think about it, so that we didn't have a target on our backs. You know, here we were, we were part of society, we were part of the culture, we were engaging. Um, but for me, horror was something that I loved from a very early age, and I actually gravitated towards it out of uh, sort of a means of self-preservation. But Halloween was a, a really wonderful holiday. I, I tried to find a lot of Jewish horror movies, and I found the new one that came out in February, The Vigil which I haven't seen yet, but I didn't know about it. And that sounds amazing about uh, a Shomer. Have you all seen it? Yes. Mm -hmm. So a Shomer who watches the dead body and things are not as they seem. That sounds really cool. And then there's the, a couple of other ones. Um, but, you know, in terms of Jews in horror, um, and especially Jews in horror in Canada, um, you know, who, who are your models for this? I don't think I have any, is the sad answer. Yeah, that's... When it comes to horror that is rooted in Jewish history or folklore or 
or whatever, it's, it's pretty sparse. Um, I mean, I remember there was the possession with Maris Yahoo and Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And it's a, it's, to be completely honest, it's a pretty middling film um, that is, a, that feels like it's more interested in being sensationalistic than it is in being authentic. Um, and then there's also The Golem, which was a production from the company that I worked at, Epic Pictures Group. Uh, and to be completely honest, the first time that I saw a Jewish character, an openly Jewish character on screen that made me go, ha, there I am, um, was Greg McLean's Jungle with Daniel Radcliffe, uh, based on a true story about Yossi Ginsberg, who, you know, Jewish man after the military went backpacking through South America, which is essentially the the most Jewish experience <laughs> that so many people in Israel can relate to. And he got lost in the Amazon. And the beginning of A Serious Man by the Coen brothers. They have uh, that whole spiel with the golem that's, um, it's not even supposed to be much of a horror movie, but it winds up being some of a horror movie. And I think there's something really interesting and intricate about talking about horror in, as it relates to Judaism, because the majority of the Jewish horror movies, like the original Gollum that was from the 1930s, and then you had these this popular string of uh, movies that involved like Dybbuk boxes, which are completely fabricated and are not a real thing, but were made by, you know, anglicized cinema to capitalize on Jewish lore well, really essentially trying to, you know, kind of commodify a Jewish story for the sake of selling tickets and not in a way that's authentic because we really don't have a lot in the way of horror because, you know, existing while Jewish is horror enough. But, um, and, and right, having... the Holocaust, the pogroms, uh, the exactly. I mean, literally there's enough horror to go around that we don't need to invent any, right? And, like... and that's actually something that I spoke about with a lot of uh, the Jewish uh, filmmakers and festival programmers that I encountered when I went to Tel Aviv for a genre film festival, Utopia, uh, run by Uri Aviv. And we were discussing this about the lack of horror coming from Israel. And, you know, theoretically, what better country to tackle uh, generational trauma and the horrors of, of constant warfare and the threat of an ever looming uh, potential for war. Like, it's, it seems like it's a country that is ripe for these kinds of stories. But as it was explained to me, and what makes so much sense is that people are living it so much that they don't want to go and see it. And so that's why a lot of the cinema that we're getting out of Israel steers actively away. Which is also why something like The Vigil is such a standout film, because it takes the format of something like The Exorcist and applies it to Jewish faith. And so it's not taking, you know, Jewish lore and folklore and making it anglicized so it's more palatable and casting Gary Oldman. Instead, it's, you know, it's taking what is actually true about Jewish identity and Jewish culture and allowing that to be scary enough on its own. And if you are Jewish, it hits that much harder. I could not stop crying because it was deeply personal and about the the horrors of inherited trauma and how it inherited trauma is in and of itself this demon that all of us carry whether we like it or not and it doesn't leave us alone and it's never gone and it will plague us into eternity because and it's it's a very jewish notion this idea of carrying the weight of generations past on our shoulders yeah. 
but I think there's there's a lot that we can glean from horror, and that's predominantly also being able to understand that it is an avenue whereby we can communicate our own stories and our own thoughts and hopes and fears in ways that are unique to us. And I think there is a lot of beautiful subject matter to mine there that, you know, that, that the rest of the world has had the opportunity to mine from horror. And I think we have an opportunity on our hands now, especially more than ever, to make use of that and to tell our stories in unique and different ways that maybe we never felt we had the right to. Because we do. And our stories are worth sharing. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. This episode's also been brought to you in part by the Toronto Heschel School. Attend their open house on November 10th. Visit torontoheschel.org for more details. Now, my mother always says, where do you find these amazing people for your podcast? Well, this one is totally thanks to our producer, Victoria Redden, who knows a lot about the horror genre. So that's my listener shout out for today. And speaking of the Vigil film, which Ariel Fisher says made her cry uncontrollably when she watched it, we'll end the episode with a short clip. It won't let you leave. Mrs. Litvak, what won't let me leave? The magic. Thank you.